Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. How dare you? And I want to go wide on me right here. How dare you, Carolina Panthers and the fan base, and anyone else dare to put David Tepper and Dan Snyder's name in the same sentence. I get it. Tepper is meddling too much. Let me know. Let me know when, uh, when, when, when David Tepper says, I'm never changing the name of the team, and then has to change the name of the team uh, a, a year later. Let me know it. when David Tepper is accused of spying on the cheerleaders and getting <laughs> naked photos of them and then pipping them out to the team yeah. sponsors. Let me know when David Tepper is accused of that, okay? And when that happens, when all of that happens, then you can compare. David Tapper to Dan Snyder. But until that point, do not take away the worst owner in professional sports history from Commanders fans because we had to live that hell for 20 years. And you, Panthers fans, all you've had is a couple of tough years. That's it. That's it. I'm just saying. I was so offended. Good. Goodbye, Matthew. One of your better moments on the show. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside a recovered Matthew Berry. His voice is back. What's your voice, Matthew? Lawrence Moneyline yeah, Jackson in the house. And, of course, Jay Croucher. <laughs> The underrated part of that whole is just Jay being like, ah, one of your better moments on the show. It's like, we worked together for almost two years yeah. at this point, and I like the fact that you were just like begrudgingly admit, like, yeah. hey, you know, that wasn't terrible. Yeah, I was the actually decent. in my own head. A little surprise yeah. in your voice. Yes. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that edged uh, you going on the 57-minute rant about the refs after the Giants' commanders last year. Yeah, and fair enough. That's, uh, that, that's fair enough. Still not as good as just me eating popcorn through an entire show. I've got that at your lowest moment. What yeah. would a popcorn eat? And that's that. I would say that's more of a polarizing act. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. A, you, know yes. you yes. either got to love it or you got to hate it. It's like Magnolia. It. You know Pops the popcorn moment, that's your <laughs> Magnolia. <laughs> that's fair enough. There we go. Listen. That's, uh, that's, that's fair enough. What, where I thought that video was going, I hadn't seen it before, how it was edited. I thought they were going to go like, and then four minutes later, yes. because after you guys applauded, I still did it like another two and a half minutes because yep. there were things that I forgot. Like I, I had forgotten about the fact that, um, you know, that like he charged employees for coffee, that he had, um, uh, that he had stolen money from fellow owners, been accused, sorry, that he'd been <laughs> accused of stealing money from owners, <laughs> stealing money from season ticket holders, uh, you know. So um, you don't like you know, this a fellow? I'm not a fan. Okay. Hashtag not a fan. Didn't even mention about like, Tanya Snyder. Tanya Snyder goes on Schefter's podcast 
after all the allegations, all the fem- you know, there's 45 women that come out that this huge Washington Post story, and Schefter gives Tanya Snyder an opportunity. He says something like, he's like, you know, you know, how of, you know, how do you guys feel or something like that? With the thinking that Tanya Snyder is going to say, like, you know, all these women, it's awful. You know, we can't wait to hear their stories. You know, that kind of stuff. Try to fix things. You know, make a, a culture change. And she's like, oh, it's been really tough on Dan and I. Like, there's 45 <laughs> women, right? You know, she, just like, I've been really tough on yeah. Dan and I. And, like, just, you know, just, like, completely, like, getting, like. And then the ghost of Dan Snyder came into segment three and triggered you into a coughing fit. After yeah, you yeah. Into a <laughs> very rage. We didn't talk Absolutely. about the fact that they almost killed Jalen Hurts. Remember when the railing <laughs> fell on him? Like, right, we forgot they, that they, one. Yeah, right? Yeah. Or that the stadium, that there was a bunch of, you know, sewage that yeah. leaked on fans, like, because he's just so cheap and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, sewage from the sky. Sewage. It took us a while to get there, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah, it's a big it one. Like, well, just water a, flying on the Honestly, fans, I was tough. doing it in the moment, and just I was just trying to think of, like, every single thing. Like, and it's just there's so much. There's a lot. There's a – it's a lot. Like, I, I would say, talk about this last year, and it, just, it was so depressing being a Commanders fan because people would say, like, oh, did you, did you see the story? Or did you, did you see the lawsuit? And you'd have to literally be like, which one? Which one? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly. RJ3's knee? We didn't get to right, that, which how one? they handled right, that. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- Trent exactly. Williams. Or the, or Trent Williams. Right. Then he, he told yeah, the head. guy had a, had cancer and the guy was just and like Snyder's response was some version of like, yeah, rub some dirt on it and get yeah, out there. Put the shoulder pads <laughs> on. Hey, yeah. What are you doing? Three, you years, three years later, he's still the best tackle in football. I know. He so butchered it because he enabled Bruce Allen and Bruce Allen screwed up, screwed the the relationship with Kirk Cousins, screwed up the relationship with Trent Williams. Like, I don't know. And brutal number one draft picks throughout the... Anyway, stop it. Plenty to do today. Uh, I didn't well, get to Jim Zorn. No, Jim Zorn's its own episode, I yeah. think. Um, listen, we're going to get to who's eating good, highlighted by if Arthur Smith will continue to give B. John Robinson the football. We'll debate whether to start or sit Jerome Ford, Pukunakua, and Deontay Johnson and keep it open or close it out. And, of course, we will highlight our favorite bets on early line alert at the end of the show. But let's jump into the Roto World player news. For all your Roto World player news, go to NBCSports.com and we start with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor managers, you drink free for riding this roller coaster this season. It just continues to go up and down and now with the thumb surgery, he's going to miss multiple weeks back on the downside. When we talked about it on the show yesterday, we the news had broken from NFL Network that there was an injury. There was a thumb injury. We didn't know the severity of it. Would he miss time? And then Jim Irsay, breaking news on his, uh, you know. Always reliable. National treasure, Jim Irsay. I understand he's a controversial figure for a lot of people. I'll just say this about Jim Irsay. Number one, he's, he's helping fantasy managers out. And number two, he's the first NFL owner that was anti-Dan Snyder that publicly said. This is true. We got a, he started the ball rolling. Everyone else was scared to say anything. And then uh, Irsay, so uh, he'll always have my gratitude for that. Here you see some footage of Jonathan Taylor playing very, very well. I don't know why Adam, producer Adam, uh, is showing footage. Of this. Is this to just remind people what they're not going to have? Is this is this yes. rubbing salt hey, in so, the wounds? Look, we, we, we got Jonathan Taylor managers drink free. Like, where are my drinks at then? Because the only two leagues I'm in first place in, I have him. And I, and I ain't got Zach Moss, so where where's my drink say? Yeah, so Adam, I think he is reminding us yeah, what we don't got. Ian Harditz uh, over there at FantasyLife.com. Best advice I got for Jonathan Taylor fantasy managers. Cry. I've done that. So have you? Yeah, I already well, you done cry. did it. Because we didn't expect this. I know. 
But when you cry, because you strike me as a stoic man, yeah. well, is it is it curl up in a ball cry? What's it look like? Is nah, it, is it, is it, it tears? Nah, is it it's one just tear? like it's just like me looking at you like this, uh-huh. and you just see it drizzling. Right, down. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and those though that cry is more painful than the boo-hoo. Because sure. yeah. <laughs> then when you just looking serious, it's just like, and you just know the pain is set in. That's on and us. And it's like <laughs> that's a double tear. <laughs> could be that's a on us and that's a double um yeah so you know it's funny but yeah like uh this was in the fantasy live newsletter this morning um but it just which is like zach moss league winner again he yeah. looked like a league winner you know then it was like oh, back to the bench and then he was thrown on the waiver wire in a lot of places and then 51 percent available and now back to being a league winner I, I mean uh look at his upcoming schedule so tennessee who we had, um, you know, almost 200 total yards. As you see it there on your screen, week five against the Titans, 25 for 195 and two tutties against them. He gets another start as well. I've been running back six this week, and then he's at Cincinnati, home to Pittsburgh, at Atlanta. You like that that lineup here. I mean, this is somebody that's going to lead you into the fantasy playoffs. We'll see if Jonathan Taylor is back for the Falcons game in four weeks. But two to three weeks for Jonathan Taylor, then you figure they ease him back a little bit like – Zach Moss is going to be a thing as well. The three games before Jonathan Taylor returned, he played 84% of the snaps. Yep, and Stephen Holder at ESPN, who covers the Colts, he noted that Shane Steichen said that they're not expected to make a move at running back and that Zach Moss will get the overwhelming majority of carries. So this is going to go back to what we were talking about. This is going to be Zach Moss's backfield. Uh, Right, their backup is Trey Sermon. Like, Zach Moss's backup is... Former Eagle great, former San Francisco 49er <laughs> great, around. right? Um, you know, Oklahoma, for Ohio State, State great, <laughs> yeah. Trey Sermon. Like, so the backup is Zach Moss as well. Exactly. Right. Well, yeah, yeah like the backup Trey is Sermon, Gardner Minshew throwing uh, it 40 times. Trey Sermon will get those touches whenever Zach Moss need that little breather from time to time, but it won't be like how Zach Moss got those carries behind Jonathan Taylor. Ooh. Well, Lawrence, Barry has him as RB6 this week now, Zach Moss. Are you that high on him with the injury to Taylor? I, I got him at running back 15. Okay. I got him at running back 15. Why do you hate Zach Moss? Uh, that's showing – that's a lot of love for Zach Moss, considering I got Bijan at running back 10. Why do you hate yeah. Bijan Robinson? <laughs> you know, Jets defense, you know, 34 over and under in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of, lot of – and, and you mentioned when Zach – the Falcons win 34 nothing. how many of those touchdowns do you <laughs> they only two-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. Timmy Boyle, you know, he had a week under center. You know, he might be ready to go. I don't think he will be. I <laughs> think he'll be uh, ready to lose again. I think the sneaky thing with the Colts, and this hasn't probably been talked about as much, like the Colts, they haven't played a single game in primetime. I don't think people just don't really think about the Colts. Yeah. Somehow they're 6-5. Mm. and five. They played at but, 9.30 in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Against the Overseas. Patriots. Right. Yeah, that's the one, uh, the one Europe <laughs> yeah. game that no one watched. But the Colts, their offensive line is a lot better than it has been the past two years. The offensive line right now is better than it was in 2021 when Jonathan Taylor had a historic season. Quentin Nelson is playing really well. Braden Smith. Ryan Kelly's been hurt, but expect him back. Like it is a really solid offensive line. And also, Gardner Minshew, his service numbers are okay. He's not been very good. Like They want to run the ball, uh, and I think they're going to be in position to against a Titans team that's really struggled. Some other injuries that we're tracking so far, of course, Kenneth Walker, and we'll get to more on that in just a second. Devon A. Chan with the knee, Chris Olave with the concussion, Rashid Shahid with the quad, not expected to play 
T. Higgins with a hamstring. Demario Douglas has a head injury, not necessarily concussion right now. Amari Cooper with the ribs. DTR dealing with a head injury as well. And obviously that one at the top is the big one there. Kenneth Walker still dealing with the oblique. And we got to hear from Pete Carroll, kind of, on the status of Kenneth Walker. First off, um, this because it's a, a different week, uh, this is not a day that we have to designate what's going on as far as injuries, so we're just laying low on that stuff. So I, I know you'll all ask and all that because somebody tells you you got to, but I don't have all your answers for you today. Sorry. Yeah, we do have to. How did Ken Walker do this week? Um, he's going to go into this game uh, with some question. There'll be some question here. All right. I don't nice have bit. to tell you anything, <laughs> so I'm not going to nanny nanny boo boo. That's literally what he's saying. Yeah. And, but I like the fact that he said, I know you guys have to ask because someone told you to ask. Like, reporters are like... <laughs> like natural curiosity. Like, yeah. It's inherent. And, yeah, I, I would think, you know, if they're covering the team, that's sort of their job. They didn't need to be told, hey, is the starting <laughs> running back playing on Thursday or not? That's the thing. It's the short week now. I mean, again, they played last Thanksgiving, so they've had seven days to prepare for this game. But they're, they're the Thursday night game. They play tomorrow night against the Cowboys. Feels like it's another Zach Charbonnet day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And even if it's not, and I think it will be, they're nine and a half point dogs to the Cowboys, which is kind of incredible when you think that two, three weeks ago, Seattle were right in the mix for, to win the yeah. NFC West over the Niners, and now all of a sudden it's kind of fallen apart. And I don't think that Kenneth Walker is going to play in this game, wouldn't suspect. And so Charbonnet will be the guy. It's not a great matchup for him, but just with the usage, you'd think that he's going to be startable. And, and they've been using him more in passing down. So yeah. even in a game, if they get down big, you know, you hope that Charbonnet would be out there. You see it right there. He, he did catch four balls. He had 18 total touches uh, against the Niners last week. The usage was there. The fantasy points weren't. It was 9.8. But the usage was there for Zach Charbonnet. And so, again, tough matchup against uh, a Cowboys defense. But you know what? The fact is is that the Cowboys, is, as dominant as they are, like they're like a middle-of-the-pack run defense. They're not amazing. You know what right. I mean? Like, like, I think you can somewhat run on them. You hope that game script doesn't get away for it. We'll talk more about that game tomorrow. But um, certainly if you have Ken Walker, KW3, I would plan to be without him. The other one that's really interesting to me, T. Higgins. Like, this was supposed to be a one-week thing, and it just feels like it keeps going on. And the other issue, of course, is Cincinnati plays on Monday this week. And so you may not know about T. Higgins' status, and hopefully we get more information as the week goes along. But you may not know about Higgins' status until, you know, by – by the time you have to make decisions on Sunday morning. Yep. Also, Chris Olave as well, concussion. Expect that he's probably going to miss, given that guys typically don't come back right. in a week from concussion, particularly as he had a concussion last year too. And so the Saints are just going to have no wide receivers. So it's, I think it's, 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 23 right. targets coming incoming for A.T. Perry. Yes, which yeah, is you got stunning. A.T. Perry, Liam Bowden saw some some snaps yeah. in that game against the Falcons. So they really, the cupboard is, uh, the cupboard is getting a little bare. Not a little bare. You know, it's very bare. A big bear. Yeah. Uh, look for Jawan Johnson to do a little something-something, too. Desha- they, they Deshaun Jackson to... retired three hours ago. He might need to uh, retire <laughs> and come back. I know. I saw that, and I was just like, I thought he was. <laughs> right. It's one he of those. just keeps popping up. He's like, oh, is, yeah. is he on the Ravens? Nah, man, it's <laughs> right. official, official now. Shout out to Deshaun Jackson, the best deep threat in the game ever. With that, let's move over to Who's oh. Eating Good, served by Applebee's. And we hinted at the top of the show. We're starting with B. John Robinson. He's got the Jets this week, Lawrence. For Barry, he comes in as RB11. 
They've been feeding Bijan most notably in the red zone a little bit more, and he's been productive the last two weeks. Yeah, and that, that's what we wanted to see is uh, fantasy managers who drafted him hoping he could be a top five or six running back for the season. And you look at the matchup versus the Jets, and you think, oh, man, uh, Jets defense. The Jets defenses are more so scary from a fantasy perspective to quarterbacks and wide receivers because you know what the Jets have on the defensive back end. But the Jets allowed the eighth most fantasy points to running backs in three out of the last five games. They uh they they allowed a running back to rush for 115 yards. And when you look at just this Jets matchup, it's solid. Moster was able to break a couple of versus defense, but then you look at the Falcons versus Tampa. Carolina Indy down the pipeline Bijan Robinson could be one of the running backs in the fantasy playoffs that like literally win you those weeks there I think the most important thing for me about Bijan Robinson isn't just the fact that there's finally been some consistent usage from Lawrence's Atlanta Falcons 19 touches in consecutive games but it's the high quality touches right so nine red zone rushes in the last four games for Bijan Robinson, compare that with the weeks one through seven, where he got seven red zone rushes. He was actually being out. He was Tyler Jill was actually out touching Bijan Robinson in the red zone. Last two games that hasn't happened. You mentioned how Mostert got in twice against the Jets last week because Bijan's so versatile and because they use they've started to use him in the passing game. Shocker, Arthur Smith. Um, uh, the fact of the matter is is that uh, Bijan Robinson comes in at running back eleven for me. High-end RB2, low-end RB1 this week. I think he will continue to eat good in the neighborhood. The only thing that is cons- that's that is a concern is he's had under 40% of the team's rushes in two of the past three games. Like, like he's scoring touchdowns, which is great, and he's getting high-quality touches, but the fact is is that they still – Algier is still much yeah, more that, involved that, than candidly he should be. That that Saints game as the um as the Falcons was running down the clock and kind of putting the game away, it was all Tyler Algier. And I think at that point, because he at that point, those last couple drives, he was getting chunks of five, six, seven yards. So like, you know, they just stuck with it. They're like, hey, we got this nine-point lead. We're not gonna find a way to blow it in two minutes. Like we know how to do that. So that that goes into that as well. Yeah, I think the other thing from that game is that your man Desmond Ritter was no good in that yeah. game. He was not impressive uh, coming back for his first start after yeah. Heineke goes down, and I'm not sure. Which I mean, is that weird could, because could, he's always he's been so impressive know, all yes. year long. Well, it's, yes. You know, it's crazy too because Bijan Robinson actually caught a touchdown pass. So that was a nice throw. Who threw Ritter. that? Uh, who's Desmond Riddle? Yeah, oh, I'll just check it. Okay, just yeah, yeah, no. I was, I was right. Is that a trick play that I just missed? Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, but I do So think you think Desmond Ritter played well? No. <laughs> all right, there he you go. Played, okay, he there played, you go. all right, he played like Desmond. This is the thing about Desmond Ritter, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. This is the thing. He's in a tier of quarterbacks of people that people Qualified. rally around. Yeah, like, 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 a, like, like a Gardner Minshew, like – we get all oh, Minshew mania, da 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 da. As if he's some type of, you know, as if he's, he's some good. type of. Exactly. <laughs> but we get up he's for Gardner Minshew. That's not good. Yeah. Right. That's it, a he, he, he's a exactly. So it's like he's just a guy. But it's not like he's much worse than a Kenny Pickett. He definitely ain't worse than Matt Jones at this point. But those are guys we talked about. Well, not we, not me. But those are guys that were talked about as, hey, maybe they could have a good season. Yeah, like one of them lost their job last yeah. week. Um, Strange, passionate, defensive <laughs> Desmond Ritter. It, it, no, it's just he's in, way, he's in a t- like 
he gets talked about as if he's much worse than these other quarterbacks. Yeah, he's like the Falcons will be in the market right. for a quarterback. All right, we're all over the place. Uh, Connor Rogers, two quick questions. Uh, uh, second, second one, <laughs> second one is get us back on track. But the first one, very quickly, talent evaluator. You're starting a team right now. Who do you choose in as your quarterback, Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett? Oh man, yeah. Kenny Pickett, who plays with Mike Tomlin. No, I, I don't, don't try I'm, to influence the jury. I, I would take Pickett, and you have to Thank keep you. in mind, exactly. I had Pickett I'm, as QB1 in that draft, which was an awful class. Yes. And I had Ritter, I think, three or four. So I'll stick to my evaluation on there that. There you go. Right. Just last thing on this one, Connor. Do you think the Jets' run defense, which was Miami were able to run the yeah. ball in that game. The Jets have had, I know they've given up a lot of points to running backs in fantasy, but a lot of that's just because they're losing games. Uh, they've been efficient for the most part. Do you think they've slipped in run defense? It has, and there's two reasons why. One, the time of possession for the other team is off the charts. Yeah. They're out on the field, it feels like, the entire game. Number two, they lost Al Woods. That was a big injury. Al Woods was their nose tackle, their run-stuffing nose tackle. Um, he's like 800 pounds in the middle of the field. Nobody can move him. He popped his Achilles as well a couple of weeks ago, and they have been a notably different unit without him in the rotation because they don't have that two-gapping fat yeah, guy yeah. in the middle of the field. And, you know, nobody talks about Al Woods, so they yeah. just kind of keep the identity. The Jets' defense, you can't run on him without him, and how much they're on the field, you can. Yep. So I don't like the fact that when you said, you know, it's run-stopping fat guy. You look directly at me, and then I looked at myself on the angle, and I'm just like, "That's a bad." You're a two-gapper. I'm listen. I'm I I you know I definitely ate good in the neighborhood during uh, take Thanksgiving. Take on the double teams. I, yeah. I, I could definitely take on the double teams. I like, point of attack. You uh, you have no idea. Yeah. I'm hard to move off the off the off the wow. spot. Limbaugh yeah. Joseph over yeah. here. Yeah. I really Barry. am. Exactly. Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm more like Albert Hainsworth, just like a yeah. big, unmovable yeah. object. Yeah. That got 100 mil in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> got paid. You're eating it in. Right. And just, you know, just gotten yeah, fat and out of shape. But, like, it's, I'm still like a big body that, you know, you got to. Right. Okay. Right. Right. So ESPN was your Tennessee stint. Totally. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I, I literally made that joke on air over there, where I was just like, after my last contract extension there, I was just like, I'm Hainsworthing this. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Once you get paid, I'm done. I'm just, I'm totally Hainsworthing it. He was good in Tennessee, wasn't yeah. he? But just sounds like everybody on the desk is uh, a big believer in Bijan Robinson to remain eating good. And with that, we move to Christian Watson here, Lawrence, who we've talked a lot this week and really last week. Jordan Love's been a lot better. Christian Watson is finally healthy, and that is blending together that Watson's had a good little stretch here where he looks like the guy he was drafted to be, making plays down the field, making plays at contested catch situations. Yeah, it's all going hand-in-hand. The Green Bay offense, Jordan Love, and now uh, Christian Watson finally getting in the mix. He scored a touchdown in two straight games here. Um, He nearly missed scoring twice against the Chargers in week 11. He got – it was right before the uh, one-yard line. Um, going against KC this week, uh, you saw what KC did against the Raiders. They allowed Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers to get back on track. Both of those guys went for 75 yards. They did shut down A.J. Brown, the Chiefs did, but Devontae Smith, he got back going. Yeah. So that's, that's – That's you. Look, that looks like me. With Christian yeah. Watson. With Christian, With Christian Watson. Watson. More like – Someone wearing a Lawrence Jackson costume. <laughs> right. God, you know, really you know what I was actually asking him right here? Because this was Super Bowl him? week. I was asking him who he was going to pick between the Chiefs and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And he picked the Chiefs. Ironically, that's who they playing this week. I don't think he'll be picking the Chiefs uh, this week. But I do think he, he has. should. He should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to get the pick right. But, but, but something's telling betting, me. Man. 
You don't think y'all don't think the Packers can win? This? I can think they can win. Yeah, of course I think they can win. Yeah, I'm picking them to cover. Not them to cover. Yeah, I like them to cover this week. I okay. will say this though, credit to him because like Jay and I, Super Bowl week, Jay and I interview a zillion NFL players and we asked every single one of them, you know, uh, Chiefs or Eagles. And I think Christian Watson's the only NFL player that literally picked the Chiefs. Like Jay and I were like, oh, why? Sons. Jay yeah. and I picked the Chiefs, and then we were, we went through this week of player interviews, and everyone else took the Eagles. And Jay and I were like, what are we missing? Yeah, like Patrick Mahomes plays for one team, right? And he doesn't play for the other. Right. <laughs> oh, Leonard, was, but literally yeah. every single player, it was just like I played both these teams, yeah. and the Eagles are yeah. more physical. But that be that be factoring into it. Um, yeah. Leonard Fournette picked the Chiefs too, though. He was at this. He we was didn't, at this we same, didn't interview Leonard. He, he I guess uh, the thing that with that, thinking back on that, is that every, outside of Mahomes, everything else about the Eagles is better, and everyone else is matched up with other people who aren't Mahomes. And so right, I just right, think that your individual right. matchup is probably tougher against the Eagles. But it was strange. It just everyone li- and the market was like the game was picked, like it was a coin flip effectively. Yeah. But everyone lined up behind the Eagles, right? Yeah. Except you and I. Yes. And we looked. Uh, and we it was never smart. in doubt. The result was never in doubt. Right. Never in doubt. No, we, no we both said. We both said like because that Monday show, there's like no one around Radio Row, so we had to like talk about the game, yeah. and we both just said like <laughs> we get it. They're better in every aspect except coach. Yeah. We like Andy Reid over Sirianni, quarterback. We like Mahomes over Hurts. Uh, tight end, we like Kelsey over over Goddard, yep. uh, and experience. Yep. It was like literally those, you know, they've been there before, and the Eagles never had. I'm now taking Sirianni over Reed, by the way, after the way that they've managed these seasons. Reed, I can't take any more fourth and four punts from Andy Reed in opposing territory. Fair enough. I, it's it's, it's certainly a lot closer. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing um, to give Andy Reed the, the body of work um, okay. uh, vote here, but no doubt. Sirianni's done an unbelievable job with Philadelphia, and it's a it's a closer conversation than it was a yep. year ago. So, Matthew, you have Watson wide receiver. Oh, yeah, back to Christian week. Watson. <laughs> yeah. Christian Watson, here's the positives of Christian Watson. Healthy, season nine receiving yards last week. He's now had at least seven targets in two of the last three games. This is somebody who was good down the stretch. Like, we believe in the kid's talent. You know, we've seen this guy be a difference maker. And, candidly, we've been th- seen this guy be a difference maker at the time we are right now. Like, he helped a lot of people win fantasy championships last year as well. You like the upcoming schedule. Two of the next four, the Buccaneers and the Panthers, are both bottom six in terms of most fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. So there's a nice upcoming schedule here Uh for Christian Watson. Having said all that, um, they're playing the Chiefs, and it's really one game. Um, And I think a lot of my, my answer on Watson will be, well, is Aaron Jones playing? Because if Aaron Jones isn't playing... Then A.J. Dillon, and I don't think he can run, and so I think they'll have to be entirely pass-happy. But the Packers' defense has started to play a little bit better, and if Jones is in there, he becomes, you know, they've got Jones, they've got Watson, they've got uh, Mus- well, not Mus- Musgrave, but they've got, um, Dobbs, they've got Dobbs and Jaden Reed who's coming on, and so a lot of mouths to feed suddenly in this offense. So he comes in at wide receiver 35. Uh, so he is, he's not a must-start for me this week. Uh, again, it's a tough matchup against the Chiefs. But this week, for the first time in a long time, it's just like you could potentially consider starting Christian Watson. Whereas for a while, he was just so brutal, you yeah. know, because he was, it, he, he was hurt and him and Love weren't on the same page. They were just like, no, you're not starting him until you see it. Well, now we've seen it, and now I think you can consider it. Yep. And also with the Chiefs, I think there's this idea that Legereus Sneed is this shutdown shadow corner, and he's very good, but he also gets beat. Like, this isn't like Darrell Revis or anything. Like, mm. he should have given up two touchdowns to A.J. Brown, uh, and they just didn't connect. 
Devontae Adams got open against him. So I don't think that's as terrifying as some people might think it is. And then the other thing with Watson is that he was, he was so good down the stretch last season. And it seems like he's finally healthy. And just his talent, Connor, between his, his like gadget type of speed and his ability to win at a contested catch point. Like it seems like he should be a special wide receiver. Is there something about his route running or something that's unrefined? It's the latter. He brought the contested catch rate. It was not good in college. The opportunity wasn't there to yep. get better at it. And it's been really up and down at the NFL. It's looked good in recent weeks. But the first year and a half of his career, you're looking at it and going, man, you're massive. You're one of the best athletes we've ever seen from yep. a testing perspective. Why aren't you better in that area? And now we're seeing it improve. So if he dials in and makes that a little bit more consistent, he's a true number one wide receiver. He is a big guy. Because Lawrence is – I'm thinking back to that picture of you standing next to him, Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence like, is 6'7". Right, yes. <laughs> People don't well, understand I'm, that. I'm only 6'4". Right. <laughs> no, Lawrence is, Lawrence is legit like 6'. It would be my guess is your height. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I sure. take it. It would yeah. be nice. But, uh, but whatever. Like that guy's towering over you. You're wearing a hat. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, two pair, two pair of socks. Right, exactly. Hey, I'll lock his ass up though on that. We push him off the line. Uh, hey, worth noting about Christian Watson. Uh, pretty good stat here from Penn State. Blake, since week six, Watson has ten end zone targets. That is tied for the second most in the NFL over that stretch. So they yeah. are looking for him when they get in close, and so. It's been inconsistent as to where they've connected, but certainly to your point about uh, Snead, you know, taking some chances, like all you need is one here with Watson. Again, wide receiver 35 for me, not a must start, but certainly somebody they consider. And we like his schedule down the stretch. We think this is, he's yes. continuing on the upward track. Yep. Our final one, Jay, is Tyler Higby, who it seemed like he wasn't going to be active last week. And then he is active and finishes as tight end two on the weekend right now. He comes in as tight end 19 for Barry this week because, truthfully, this is usually the Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup show, but Higby randomly going off last week. Yeah, I don't think he's going to continue eating good with the matchup against Cleveland who have been elite against tight ends. Now, the one thing is is that so much of Cleveland's defense emanates from Miles Garrett, who has been, I think, the best defensive player in the year this season. Now, Garrett, who's, again, his arm was in a sling after the game and he couldn't get dressed, uh, and he said that he heard something pop, but it seems like he's fine. He's just going to play this week, we'll so I'm not sure if he is still going to be dealing with whatever ailed him in that game. Uh, but if he is good to go, then I think this is going to be a pretty tough matchup for the Rams passing game in general, Lawrence. Yeah, uh, and we used the term, he went off. He didn't go off. He caught, the, he caught these two nice touchdowns. He had five catches for 29 yards. Tight end land, that's a, yeah. that's yeah, a big day. you ain't lying. Yeah. You ain't lying. Those are his first two uh, touchdowns of the season. But you look at some of the recent tight ends they face, Fryermuth, in week 11, one catch for seven yards. Mark Andrews, two for 44. And Trey McBride, two for 22, all against this Cleveland defense. And those are those are three tight ends we're willing to start every week. Mark Andrews is hurt, but you know what I mean. But uh, even without Miles Garrett, I think it's going to be just a tough day um, at the office for the Rams offense as a whole. No team allows fewer fantasy points to opposing tight ends than the Cleveland Browns. And to your point, since Cooper Cup came back, Tyler Higby has a 12% target share. There's been seven games that uh, Higby and Cup have played since Cup came back. He's had under 30 receiving yards in six of those seven games. And so, you know, uh, I, he's, I'm a tight end 19 in my initial ranks. Like, just, I, I get it. He scored the two touchdowns, but 
no thank you. Yep. I think Stafford as well at this point is a very defense-dependent type of quarterback where if he goes up against the Cardinals and he's got time and guys are open, he's going to look like a million bucks. If he's running for his life against uh, the Cleveland defensive front in that defense, I think it, it looks a lot worse. More so than players like... And look, these are better quarterbacks, but Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, these guys are much more defense independent just because of their skill sets. I think Stafford really needs a good matchup to shine. Tiger Woods is back. Join him in the Bahamas when he tees off against his friends and rivals in the Hero World Challenge. Catch the action tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. Eastern on Golf Channel and Peacock. Are we being invited to the Bahamas with Tiger Woods? We maybe could do a show from the Bahamas. Right at the tee. First tee. Fantasy football happy hour. Live Come on. from the Bahamas, Come on, where Tiger Woods tees off. Let us promote the Hero World Challenge live and in person. <laughs> that makes you wonder. I mean, I'm just saying. I want to hang with Tiger can, Woods. You can get to the Bahamas quick enough. I'll Tomorrow, just, I just want to watch Eastern Tiger time. Woods in person. We're taking our first break when we're back. Keep it open or close it out is next. Find out if we're starting or sitting James Conner, Adam Thielen, Puka Nakua, and others. Coming How right old up. Are you? How tall are you, Lawrence, again? 6'4". There you go. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The way the game was called through different things. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's definitely different. It's a new play caller, so it's you know you kind of get used to the flow of how he likes to call things, and that's something that we're going to continue to kind of iron out. Um, you know, but felt like every drive we were you know having productive drives, uh, moving the ball really well. You know, some penalty things and, and a turnover that we wish you know you want to take out. You know, that would help us put more points up. But overall, you know, happy with how those guys played. Give it open or close it out. That was Kenny Pickett at the top talking about the Steelers' offense. Uh, no longer called by Matt Canada, so I think, I think Kenny Pickett needs a nickname. I just don't like the name Kenny Pickett. It's kind of uninspiring. He needs something. To, and yeah, it can't be around pick because obviously that's in the Right, that's the issue. He needs, to really, to he needs a marketing campaign because right now it's like, oh, Kenny Pickett threw an interception. Big oh, Ken? Kenny Pickett went 21 for 40. Whatever. Special K? Special K. Touchdown, <laughs> Kenny. K Money? K Money? Yeah, I'm not sure. It needs to be something unrelated to his name, probably like the Ice Man or something. Something like that. Uh, the Ice Pick? Yeah, the Ice Pick. Yeah, again, interception <laughs> pick. We'll <laughs> right, work right. on it. We'll workshop it for Kenny. <laughs> right, right. We can change his career. A couple more good games, and Kenny. we'll find a nickname for Kenny <laughs> yeah. Pickett. And Kenny. then, Kenny! Uh, <laughs> new look Steelers offense. But we'll start with a guy who used to play for the Steelers and now will play you against the Kenny. Steelers. 
and James Conner. You killed us, Kenny. Was you talking about, you talking about <laughs> South Park? Yeah, yeah, we, we go down the South Park Road on this show once in a while. I mean, blame Canada. I'm thinking about the song Kenny by my little homie Kenny died tonight. And it's talking about Kenny from South Park. Uh, Anyways, James Conner at the Steelers. <laughs> I just, as long as we're talking South Park for 10 seconds, my daughters, my 12-year-old daughters, so have discovered South Park. They've oh discovered boy. South Park. Um, they've discovered South Park reruns. And it's one of those things where, they're like, I'll walk in and I'll be like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to watch <laughs> South Park. And then, like, something, and then, like, I sit there for, like, 45 right. seconds. And it's funny. You know what I mean? It's, it's such a you funny show. And South I'm just Park, like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm like, I get it. I've got it. And then they, they do something horribly obscene. And I'm like, what? No, no, no. You're 12. Darn it. You know, and I. Anyway, what goes well with your uh, yeah Walter White in the lab? The yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Jay James Conner against the Steelers. He's RB twenty four for Barry this week. Is he a keep it open or close it out in this Arizona offense? I think he might be a close it out, right which sounds there. strange given how well he started the season. But he hasn't come back to the same workload. I think uh, even with Kyler Murray now spearheading the offense, he just hasn't gotten the same work around the goal line. And the Steelers run defense with Cam Hayward back, I think is just an improved unit. So. Not particularly inspiring, particularly as the Cardinals are five-and-a-half-point dogs. Lawrence, what about you? Um, since Kyler Murray's come back, he's had a rushing touchdown in each game. That's taken away from James Conner. Jay alluded, I'm gonna, uh, he talked about the Steelers' run defense in the past three weeks outside of a 40-yard run by A.J. Dillon. They've allowed under three yards per carry for three straight weeks, so that's concerning. Conner himself running the ball hasn't been bad, still averaging four-and-a-half yards per carry, but – you said opportunity, and uh, the Steelers' run defense is why I'm going to have to close them out. Uh, RB26 this week for me. So, yes, I agree with everything all you guys said. And so, if like we were doing a buy-hold-sell for the rest of the season, he would be a sell for me because it's not just Kyler Murray who's taken some rushing away from him. They're also – it's also Clayton Toon. They're using Clayton Toon and kind of the bro- their version of the yeah. brotherly shove. Yeah. Push, push uh, as well. The other thing that's uh, concerning about James Conner is that, like, in three games since returning, he's got six total receiving yards. They're not part of the argument for James Conner was that he was going to get receiving work, that he was a true three down back last year. He got a ton of receiving work. They're just not using him that way this year in that offense. And so he's basically become Gus Edwards, which is a touchdown dependent first, second down guy that if he doesn't get in the end zone, he's single digit fantasy points. Having said all that, I'm actually <laughs> keeping it open because we're in a because he's had at least 16 touches in two of the three games since coming back from IR. There are six teams on a bye this week. You know the the Bills, the Vikings, the Giants, the Raiders, the the Ravens, and uh, the Bears. And so I don't know that you have the luxury of saying, "Hey, here's a running back on an offense that isn't awful." Um, that's going to get 15 to 20 touches. Like, again, the Steelers' defense is really good. But, like, do we think the Steelers blow out the Cardinals? We don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the Cardinals, I mean, they, they, they barely beat the Bengals. The Bengals are an awful defense, and they had no T. Higgins and no Joe Burrow. And they, you know, they, they still won by six points. Yep. I, I mean, so I think the Cardinals keep this relatively close. So I'm begrudgingly keeping it open this week because you might be desperate and you need a running back. Again, I'm at running back 24. Like, ideally, you're not starting him. I'm with everything you guys are saying, but, like, I have to sort of still keep it open because 
15 touches on an offense that isn't awful That's in fair. a week with six teams on a bye. And you think coming off the injury as well, his usage should only scale up as we go later. And also, just by the way, Clayton Toon, his season, so he gets to play the Cleveland Browns defense in his one start, gets completely annihilated, and now his job is to come in for plays where he can get just eviscerated by bodies of linemen right. collapsing on him. Not great, great for Clayton Toon. Great role for him, though. You know, he's getting ripped. He's getting ripped. But Clayton Toon, unlike Kyler Murray, is a big guy, yes. like Lawrence Jackson, yes. like Lawrence, yeah, yeah. Clayton Toon, two guys you can, <laughs> yep. you just, can bring just in. A, just yeah. a couple of six-foot-five guys, <laughs> yeah. you know, doing our jobs. Exactly. Just pushing the ball forward. Our next one here, Jerome Ford against the Rams. He's RB27 this week for Barry. I mean, Jay, with Jerome Ford so far, the production's been steady, but the touches are starting to go down right now. And a Cleveland offense that has a lot of issues, especially under center. It does have a lot of issues. Now they do get something of a panacea in the Rams' defense, which is not very good. But you do worry about the work that's going to Kareem Hunt. You worry about their ability to sustain drives. Still don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for this team, whether it's DTR, which is probably unlikely given that Flacco has the concussion. I mean, it could be Joe Flacco. And honestly, with how bad P.J. Walker's been, I think Flacco might just be better than P.J. Walker at this point. And so Jerome Ford... When he's gotten the ball, he's done really well. He is providing value in fantasy. And I think with the matchup, to me, it's a keep it open. Uh, but I don't feel amazing about it. I just like the matchup against the Rams. Yeah, you're not going to feel amazing about it. But I'm going to keep this open as well. Last game, he had nine carries for 65 yards. Uh, the Rams have allowed at least four receptions to running backs in the past three games. And that's exactly what he had uh, in week 12. So, you know, you're going to be, if you're starting four, you're going to be battling with Kareem Hunt. But you just have to know that, you know, it. you go in knowing it's a timeshare. He scored, uh, Ford scored the week before that. So Kareem Hunt's no longer taking all of the goal line touches. So we'll, we'll keep it open for Ford this week. I'm also keeping it uh, open for Ford. Again, I'm at running back 27s. I mean, I just kept <laughs> I just kept running back 24 open, so it'd be weird if I closed it out on Jerome Ford. He's had double digit fantasy points in four straight, double digit target share in three of the past four. Um, I get it. Like this offense, who knows whether it's DTR or PJ Walker under center? You don't love. Uh, you don't absolutely love the matchup against the Rams. Although I don't know that you're 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 completely scared of it. They're middle of the pack. They're fourteenth. The they're fourteenth against the run over the last four weeks as well. And so, you know, listen, they've been using um, they've been using Cream Hunt more when they get in close. But with whether it's whether it's Dorian Thompson Robinson or PJ Walker, I expect Kevin Stefanski to say like, we're just going to run. We're just going to run, run, run. We're, mm. we're like like ultimate game manager here uh, kind of. So there's a chance that Ford and Hunt both touch the ball between 15 and 20 times in this game as long as the Browns can keep it close. And I think thanks to their defense, they will be able to keep it somewhat competitive here against the Rams. So, again, he's a low-end flex, and you're hoping he falls in the end zone. But because there's a little bit of passing uh, down volume and because he does have big playability, I'm going to keep it open. Chris Godwin here, Matthew, typically a staple of fantasy lineups and somebody that you start and don't think about. I mean, the reality is right now, over the last month, he's not even a top 50 wide receiver in fantasy. Is it finally time to close this one out? It is for me. Single-digit fantasy points now in four straight games. He's wide receiver 56 on a points-per-game basis over the last month. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Wide receiver 56. Here's some of the wide receivers that have had more fantasy points since week nine. More total fantasy points. Dontavian Wicks, Brandon Powell, Jamison Williams. Like, he's had four or fewer receptions in three of the past four games. 
He is the only wide receiver with 50 or more receptions and fewer than two receiving touchdowns a season. When they get in close, they're always looking for Mike Evans, also some Rashad White. Just hasn't happened for him as well. Uh, playing the Carolina Panthers uh, this weekend as well. Carolina, weirdly, and I think it's partially because teams are so successful at running the ball against them, but they're actually a decent pass defense. They've, they they've been the They've been the fifth best pass defense in the NFL over the last four weeks, so... I'm closing it out on Chris Godwin. He is wide receiver 33. Even even with six teams on a bye, I can't find yeah. a way to get him inside my top 30 this week. I'm, I'm going to keep this real quick. I'm going to close it out, but you guys who are watching and listening, you could keep it open. just depends on what you want. You want five catches for 50 yards? Keep it open. I don't want that. I'm trying to get into the fantasy playoffs. That's exactly what he's averaged uh, over his last seven games, four and a half receptions for 50 yards. So, I had to close that out. I got him at wide receiver 30. Yep, close for me as well. Just no ceiling to his play at the moment. Another wide receiver up next, and Adam Thielen against those Bucks. I mean, the bottom line is with Thielen, who had a hot start to the season, Jay, we talked about how Bryce Young and this passing offense almost looks worse in recent weeks now, and Thielen is a guy that's going to struggle with that. Yeah, I think you have to keep it open on Adam Thielen. Just the body of work across the whole season is so impressive from his perspective. I know he had a, a 0 out of 10 game on the weekend against the Titans, but I'm ready to dismiss that given the broader sample. He's still the best option in that offense by far, I think. Uh, I agree with you. Pri- look, brutal week last week, right? Bad day at the office, one reception for two yards on a season-low three targets. But prior to week 12, he had a season-high 42% target share in week 11. He's had 15 or more fantasy points in seven of his 11 games played this season. Uh, the Buccaneers allow the fourth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. They've allowed at least a 100-yard receiver in three of the past four games. And we think if you're saying to me the Buccaneers are giving up 100 yards this weekend, you feel better that it's going to be Phelan and not Jonathan Mingo. Um, yeah. Who knows? New offense greater, new play caller in Carolina. So certainly variance, you never know. You But you would expect... He's still Bryce Young. He's still looking for the veteran wide receiver who can get open, who understands to find spaces and zones, to run those routes. He's my wide receiver 19 this week. I'm keeping it open on Adam Thielen. Speaking of Jonathan Mingo, they are trying to get him involved a little more. But to y'all's point, I wouldn't, you know, look at that and say, oh, you know, they're getting old Adam Thielen out of there. In the past four games, he's only averaged five catching 36 yards, but again, you mentioned this Tampa Bay defense and he's still playing 95% of the snaps, so he ain't coming off the field, so we gotta keep it open on Adam Thielen. Our next one, Puka Nakua here, Barry. Tough Browns defense. The target share has been fine since Cooper Cup has been back, but Jay kind of highlighted earlier with Matthew Stafford based on the matchup, you don't know what you're going to get, and you definitely are more fearful when it's a viable defense like Cleveland's. I'm closing it out on Puka Nakua, and um, and I'll also say uh, about uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, that's I've gotten questions on Twitter about can we should we keep it open on Cooper Cup right here? Look, a scarecrow wrote me, dear at Matthew Berry TMR. Watch the fantasy football happy hour each week and read your love hate content. Is it time to close it out on Cup? Set under seven points each of his last five games. Happy holidays and enjoy your Hanukkah celebrations. I intend to. Thank you, Scarecrow. Thank you, Scarecrow, uh, for sure. And by the way, um, absolutely right. Single-digit fantasy points um, in five straight for Cooper Cup with Puka Nakua. He's had under 50 receiving yards in three of the past four. Um, he's had one game with more than five receptions since week six. I'm still keeping – so if you're telling me, like, you don't feel great about both these guys against the Browns, I feel better about Cup 
So I'm still keeping it open on Cup because just I think body work looks like he's healthy. And he's, what's giving me some encouraging there is you see it there on your screen. Uh, going quiet the last two games, Cup with only six targets. Remember, two weeks ago he left the game early with an injury. But still, you know, Manaku has been the better guy uh, the last two weeks. But again, I think that's skewed by that Week 11 game against Seattle when Cup left the game early with that ankle injury. I'm closing it out on Puka Nakua. I'm at wide receiver 29. I am still keeping it open on Cooper Cup, who I have as a borderline top 20 play this week. I just think the body of work here for Cup versus Nakua, um, the fact is is that he still he had 100% route participation last week, 88% uh, play to the snap. So, you know, whatever. Higby caught the two touchdowns, and they didn't need to get Cup involved because they just ran all over Arizona. Yeah, Kyra yeah. Williams had this monster game. They're not going to be able to run that way against Cleveland. They're going to have to go with our tried and true. And so begrudging, I get the question with Cooper Cup. It's been yeah. bad, but I'm still keeping it open based on track record. I would keep it open. Hope. I'd keep it open on both of them just because really? I don't think that they're going to be able to run the ball against Cleveland. I think that Cup, you have to start just because he's still Cooper Cup. It's another week removed from the injury. But because he is clearly banged up and not 100%, I think there is a chance Nakua is the number one option in the offense just if Cup is not right. And either way, I just don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. And Cleveland is so good against tight ends. And Denzel Ward is banged up. I'm not sure if he's going to play. And so I think that Nakua and Cup. And here's the good thing about those two guys is that against Cleveland's defense, like they're not dependent on deep balls or 30-yard passes down the middle. They're dependent on shorter, more intermediate stuff. And so I think just particularly for PPR legs, I think that they're just going to accumulate enough receptions to both be viable. I'm, I'm going to keep it closed on Puka, uh, open on Cup, and just to give a little more context, I, I feel better about guys like Nico Collins and Michael Pittman than I do about both of these Rams receivers heading into Week 13. We opened the segment with Kenny Pickett, a positive Kenny Pickett, about the new direction the Steelers' play calling has taken. And we look at Deontay Johnson against the Cardinals here, Jays, wide receiver 24 for Barry. And we know with Deontay, typically a consistent player, but now single-digit fantasy points in three straight games. Can you trust him going forward in this one, or is it time to close it out? No, I'd keep it open on Deontay. I still believe in Deontay. And his numbers are skewed last week. Like, he caught a touchdown right. He literally had a touchdown, and they just, just didn't challenge it for some reason. And so it was called incomplete. If he has that touchdown, his numbers look a lot better. Arizona pass defense is just an absolute yeah. mess is the main thing. Stafford was able to do whatever he wanted last week. Three straight games with a 25% target share. I get it. The fantasy production hasn't followed, but I think it will uh, happen against an Arizona Cardinals defense that allows the highest catch rate to wide receivers this season. Last week, the Steelers had their second most dropbacks in a game all season uh, under the new offensive coordinator and play calling there. I'm a wide receiver 24. I'm with you, Jay. I'm keeping it open on Deontay I'm Johnson. I'm going to keep this open. I don't know how the Rams... For special K. I, I don't know how a Rams receiver didn't score against them last week, but in the three out of the five last games before that, a receiver has scored against the Cardinals. And like you said, Deontay Johnson literally had a touchdown right there. Um, you know, no Matt Canada, whoop-de-woo, whatever. He still had eight targets last week for the 58 yards. I'm going to keep it open. Our final one, Lawrence, Kyle Pitts against the Jets. He's tight end 13 for Barry this week with Kyle Pitts. When you look at the for full your samples, Atlanta Falcons. For your Atlanta Falcons, full sample size. He's just not involved in the offense on a week-by-week basis. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Bijan, Drake, London, they're, they're, they're good to go right now. Uh, Kyle Pitts has had two games where he's had more than 10 points this season. In fantasy, that's not consistent enough. I'm going to close it out. This game is the lowest game total of all games this weekend at 34 and a half. So, you're certainly not going to trust the 
what would be fourth option right after Drake London, Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, and sometimes Joe New Smith. I got to close it out. Jay, what are you about you with Kyle Pitts? Close on Kyle Pitts. Just yeah. a really tough matchup against the Jets. They've been a lead against tight ends this season. And to Lawrence's point, he's just not involved enough. It's super weird considering how brilliant a quarterback Desmond Ritter is, according to one of my friends. But he's had single digit fantasy points in five straight, under 15 fantasy points in 87% of his career games. He's my tight end 13. Uh, Jets, by the way, have been pretty good against tight ends. Six fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. I am closing it out on Kyle Pitts. Let's recap, keep it open, and close it out with Matthew's (laughs) rankings. James Conner and Jerome Ford both stay open. Chris Godwin is a close. Adam Thielen is an open. Puka Nakua, close. Deontay Johnson, open. And Kyle Pitts against the Jets, a close. We are taking our Cup last break. Cup is an open, too. Cup, keep, Cooper Cup stays open. Puka Nakua, close. With that, we go to our last break. When we're back, it's last call. Here, which sides and totals we've circled for the weekend right after this. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. With that, it is time for last call, and we are looking at some early lines here. Jay, what do you got your eye on for the weekend? Got the Indianapolis Colts minus one uh, at the Tennessee Titans. Blockbuster matchup uh, in the AFC South, this one, Connor. I think the Colts' defense is playing much better than expected. DeForest Buckner, Samson Ebucam giving them a pass rush. And I think that even with Jonathan Taylor out, I think Zach Moss will come in. Uh, they shouldn't miss too much of a beat in the running game. I think also that uh, this Tennessee secondary is still exploitable and Gardner Minshew behind that offensive line will be able to find Pittman, Downs and Co. And in a game that they need to win to stay in the playoff hunt, I think they'll take care of a Titans team that I think was about to uh, uh, put the cue in the rack. Lawrence, what about you? I'm looking at Broncos at Texans, minus three and a half. I like the Broncos to win this outright. I'm on the money line there. After the Broncos beat the Bills in week 10, I just... Like, these guys are going to go on a run, and the run is running right now. Russell Wilson, 20 touchdown passes and four picks, and it's like 
it ain't being talked about enough. Like, no that's good right now in the NFL, in the league where we're talking about bad quarterback play. He's playing good. I like the Broncos to beat the Surgeon Texans. Say, Let's, got, ride. Let's, Let's ride. Let's ride. Although, there you although, go. Look at that graphic of Russell Wilson. That is not anywhere close to Russell Wilson. I don't, he, I don't know. He looked like, like, like Sam Howell. Like that might be Broncos Drew Locke. <laughs> exactly. Sam Howell in it's, it's some random player that has a number three jersey <laughs> on it. It's kind of terrifying when you it's think about like, it. It's not even close to Russell Sam Wilson. Sam Hartman from Notre Dame. It's just something. That's what you get for $18. Apparently. Fair enough. All right. So, um... I'm taking the Browns getting three and a half at the Rams. So, first off, Stavansky, 10 and 5 against the spread when Cleveland is a three or three and a half point underdog or more since 2020. But here's the thing the Browns are seven and four, the Rams are five and six. I get it. Browns are down to a backup quarterback. But anytime, this is just one of those dumb gambling rules that anytime a winning team is getting points from a losing team with, losing, with a losing record, as ugly as it may seem, Take the winning team. It works out about two-thirds of the time. Give me the Browns. I like the Cardinals getting five-and-a-half points against the Steelers. Steelers will win, but all they do is play close games every single week. I like that. Closing time. Go home for Jay Lawrence and Connor Matthew. Peace out. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard. The perfecter of the patio. And the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.